Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your Hello and welcome to The Gathering on Signs of Life Radio. I'm Bob Ginsberg and I'm joined as usual by Tom and Melissa Gould, who will be your hosts for this evening. Uh, as you regular listeners know, this is a show where we address questions that you wrote in, but not only questions, but personal experiences that you'd like to talk about or like to share with us because people love hearing the personal experiences of others. So if you have a question or a personal experience that you'd like to uh, join in with us, the number is 888-627-6008. Hello, Tom and Melissa. How are you? All right. How about yourself? Okay. Multitasking as usual. Oh, yes. I'm sure you're doing the same, you know. Juggling my my dad's been in the hospital all week, so I've been going uh, trying to talk to doctors because he doesn't hear anything. So they tell him something he doesn't understand. So I'm doing that, and we're going to attempt to move back into our house tomorrow, oh, dis- wow. dis- dis- despite the continuing const- uh, construction. But yeah. that's okay. Uh, it'll be good to get back. Yeah. So, so we have. Um, a bunch of uh, questions that came in. You know, I, just, I, I also wanted to mention to people that we, you know, we're always getting an influx of new listeners, you know, that haven't listened to the show before. So you may notice that a lot of the questions that come in have come in previously on, you know, different shows. But that's okay because people sure. still need to hear the information and we'll probably give them different answers than we gave them the last time. So um, so let's uh, – get right into some of the questions that people have sent in. Um, here's one. You know, my, my 37-year-old daughter passed two years ago. The first year, I felt her presence a lot. The second, not so much, and no dreams for a long time, even though I request them and also ask to remember my dreams. What can I do to communicate with my daughter? Um, well, that's... It's a good question, but one that that we get a lot. And I mean, I guess the short answer is um, there's no easy answer, you know, to that. Um, You seem to be doing the things that, um, you know, that that a lot of people do in requesting it, um, sending your intention out there, um, asking, um, you know, for her to come to you, you know, in a dream. Uh, so, you know, you, you're doing the right things, you know, like when, when it's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. And you, you guys want to add to that? Yeah, I, that you hit on it right with the last thing you said, that it's going to happen when it's going to happen, that it, it d- often does not happen right away, for number one. Number two, I would also say, yes, if you are requesting, oh, please send me a butterfly or please just show up in my dream, 
that might not be something that they can readily do. So uh, be uh, open to the that they will send you a different sign than you requested, and uh, and and then, like I say, it might be a day or two later that you all of a sudden you'll say, oh, okay. Uh, uh, this is probably this question because there is no clear, definitive answer for it other than uh, just staying open. I'm, I'm reading a book now about uh, a woman who uh, be, was becoming a medium and discovering her talents, and she was going to a lot of workshops and that. And, and the one thing that, that she was told in the workshops is, you know, always keep your energy up, you know, whether it's just thinking positive thoughts, not getting mired down in your in depression, uh, that's the kind of thing that can hinder communication. Uh, I know it's easy to say and very difficult to do when you're in the midst of grief to try to think, oh, be happy today. Well, I'm not happy. I'm miserable. That's why I want to sign. So, uh, but yeah, that's the best I can say is to keep your energy up, keep positive thoughts, uh, you know, and that's, that's the best you can do. And my two cents is sometimes you get a little too literal and you have to broaden your perspective on what you asked for, that it won't maybe appear to you in exactly the way you envision it appearing, but in some other form. I recall when my mom was getting on in years and we would have open discussions about once she was gone. And I remember saying to her, Oh, let me, let me think what I'm, you know, what sign I'm going to uh, be looking for. And she stopped me. She goes, no, 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 I'm going to come up with my own sign. So I don't know what, you know, I see, I feel her all the time around me. So I'm, I'm sensing her presence often just being outside in nature and the little things I see. But I also want to remind folks that be, be, try to be content with the signs you do get. And often people will say, well, I got a lot of signs in the beginning, but then not so much. Are they off doing something or don't they care about us? But we've all heard that our loved ones do care about us and want us to be happy and out doing things. And if we were getting too many dream visits, wouldn't we just want to stay in bed and get more dream visits and and that's not our, what we're meant to do. Okay. Um, here's a, a regular listener that listens to the show, all the different shows. And he said a little while back, Doreen said that my dog, you know, who, uh, who died in 2021, showed himself alongside my father figure. So my father was still alive at that time, but was suffering from an illness. I sent spirits in his room one night in which I felt he was telling me the spirits while he was asleep that he was not ready to go home yet. I told my sister about this experience the next day. The next day he died suddenly um, and while sitting on his couch unexpectedly, dis- unexpectedly despite struggling with an illness. My question is, can our loved ones show up in a reading even though they are still alive or was my dog showing himself alongside my father to let me know that my father would soon be joining him on the other side. I fascinating. It, it, it could be a little of both. Don't you think? Um, I mean, 
yeah, I, I think that when people are straddling two worlds um, in that before physical death, but close to physical death, that their their consciousness can be in different places and they could come through in the reading because the medium is perceiving that energy as a as a discarnate energy. Um, and it's it's close and technically it's not a discarnate, but it's the same thing. And that's why um uh, mediums sometimes could could pick up information from people in comas and and, and uh unresponsive. Um and then the other question about the um could it be the the dog coming through to show that dad was you know, I, I think that's plausible too. What what do you guys oh, think? Absolutely. In fact we get a lot of readings that will uh they will come through, say, when a baby is born, and they'll be holding the baby as if I was with this baby before it came to you. Uh, so I think that one in particular, and, and of course dogs who are very uh, supportive and compassionate creatures, uh, knew that he was uh, needing uh, help and, and went to, the, to that person to... St- and 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 then come through in the reading. We say I'm with him now because I'll, I'll just in in life where the dog te- protects him. I'll be protecting him here as well. I re- I recall reading a book written by a, a well-known medium, and he spoke about I believe it was seeing somebody on a train, and the person's whole image just sort of had a brownish aura to it, and to him that meant the person wasn't going to be in the physical form much longer. And I'm, I'd be curious, had the medium said, you know, I see the dog with your father. Your father <laughs> is looking a little brownish or gray today. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting just to make that distinction. But I, I think most mediums would not, ethical ones wouldn't share that your loved one's about to cross over. Right. You're right. I mean, they they, they would put it in a non threatening way you know um so they're not going to give them dire information and i Um, I actually got a sign from maybe when both of them but when my father uh was uh he had a, a a stroke at the end of his life and was in a coma and then we took him to hospice uh so he was still breathing and technically alive and on his way to hospice we got a sign from him while he was still technically alive. And I remember also when <clears throat> my mother was close to passing and uh, we uh, needed to get her to the hospice. Uh, and uh, when the ambulance showed up, the there was only one guy and he needed me to help get her onto the, uh, the gurney. And I remember distinctly that when I we moved her uh she was uncommunicative uh, at the time but you know I remember moving her and and hearing her go oh like that and as soon as she did that I felt a rush come through me and I I kind of knew it was her her kind of leaving her body although it was another day and a half Till she actually physically passed. And if you met, she always wanted, insisted that she die at home. So to us, she did. Yeah, she mm-hmm. left her body before we could take it to the hospice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, many people believe that our soul releases um, 
before the actual physical body gives out, you know, so that, you know, that would explain that. Um, let's see. Uh, do our deceased loved ones stay with us and send signs to communicate for the rest of our lives until we join them? Or are they only able to stay and communicate a month after de- their death? And then are they gone completely? Um, so, you know, I mean, they're connected to you for your whole life, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be communicating with you, you know, for the rest of your life. But certainly there's no time period like a month or, you know, I mean, there, we have cases where the people communicate after a century. Um, but as we've talked about before, it is true that as time progresses, time as we know it, um, that the communications get less frequent and we can speculate as to why that is, you know, I, I would imagine that our loved ones have a lot to do on the other side and they're also progressing and learning and they know that they're going to see you again. And they know that this physical life is just a blip. So it's not as important as it once was when they were trying to console you and, and to let them know. But, um, uh yeah i mean i don't think that they're ever gone completely you guys agree with that yeah it, yeah my dad's been gone now well it's 20 years now yeah and uh i will still see signs not as as we've mentioned before not a lot i mean in the first couple of days i mean before he died and the day of his death there were signs all over the place uh and yeah and that that I don't get as much, and uh, but I do every once in a while. I will get something that will go. Oh, there, there's dad, or there's mom. Um, I, I, my theory on this, or my hypothesis, is that they want you to enjoy this life, as you mentioned. The, our life here is is just a blip. A hundred years. For some, not even most of us don't even make it to a hundred years. Which, when you think about your soul and and your your energy, it's eternal. So a hundred years in eternity is just—it's not even a weekend. It's like a day off that you've gone out. You know, if you go on a, a, a day trip to an amusement park or something, and you spend the whole time on the phone calling home to your, your loved ones saying, Oh, are you still there? You know, (laughs) you know, are we going to see each other? It's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to see each other, you know, just enjoy yourself and then we'll see each other and then we'll be there for eternity. So I think that's part of the thing. They don't want to tie you down to them being over there. I know we all, we, we all feel it that we wish they weren't, but, as long as they are, enjoy yourself now, and you'll meet up later. Is that like the song we heard last week? Enjoy yourself. It's later, later than, than you think. think. Yes, it's the, uh, the, the special song, because the, uh, the lead singer of the specials passed away a couple of weeks ago. Oh. So a friend of ours pulled out that song to uh, honor him. But yeah, it, yeah, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Okay, and I just wanted to remind people, you're listening to The Gathering, um, and the phone number here, in case you wanted to share a an experience or ask a question, is 888-627-6008. 
Okay, so now we see. Um, I want to quick. This 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 person just wanted to share a story with us, and she said that. Um, she, uh, she said, "I have five children, aging from twelve to thirty-three. My oldest son, Garrett, passed on unexpectedly this past April. He was such a huge part of our everyday lives, and every day is still a struggle." but we lean on each other greatly. I recently had a dream of walking into a room, seeing him lounging on a couch. I was surprised to see him and asked, what are you doing here? Um, And he said, the holidays are coming up. And she said, well, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and your birthday. And then he said, well, I want a cake with a dancer on it. And she said, what, a dancer? And then she woke up. And I shared this, she said, I shared this dream with his brother, and we were determined to make sure we made this cake for his birthday, which is the day after Christmas. So we baked this cake, played board games, um, and they, they always loved to have a family game night, and painted rocks that were in his art style to randomly place in his favorite spots around town. Um, you know, I, I think that's great. You know, I mean, we always talk about, continuing a relationship with your deceased people rather than disassociating. And you're certainly doing that. And in your dream, um, you had a um, vivid, you know, dream, you know, visit um, where you, he came to you just before his birthday. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. What do you, what do you I think say? that's an yeah. awesome way to honor his memory, to do yeah. that. I mean, playing the games is wonderful as a family because that's what he loved to do. But then yeah. to take this step further and paint those rocks and put them around his town, I'm going to rem- remember to uh, share that with other people who are looking for something because Sometimes people want to do something to honor a person and they hear, oh, somebody, you know, built a garden or dedicated a bench. And those things can be kind of costly. But here rocks, painting rocks has just as much meaning. And, it, you know, it doesn't really cost you anything. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, uh, we keep talking about how do how do we get a sign from them? How do we get a sign from them? Well, this story is perfect. What about you sending a sign to, to yeah. them instead of waiting for them to send a sign to you? And and as Melissa says, I can't tell you how many medium readings I've seen where the spirit comes through and said, and you built a garden for me <laughs> or you did a, a, a fundraiser in my name. I really appreciate that. They do appreciate that. And the love that you send to them is as appreciated as them sending it some to you. Yeah, it's very important. All right, let's let's take a call. Or we have um, Kathy from Canada on on the line. Hello, Kathy. Hi, hi, and how are you all? Okay, thank hi, you Kathy. for my call. First time I've connected with you. My son just passed October twenty second. Oh, so um, sorry. Yeah, no, thanks. He came to me. Even two days before the hospital told me he was brain dead, he came to me in beautiful dreams, and I know what they meant. And he, he was coming to me, and now he's not. Like, it's only two months, and um, I keep asking him to come to me in dreams and things. And um, I'm sorry, this might, I may be too raw for this, but um, 
I, like, what do I do? I just heard the other, you say that we should do things for them in their honor also. Yeah. You know, listen, you know, it really is a kind of a, a blessing that he was able to come to you in a, in a, in a dream so quickly. Um, right. That yeah. doesn't, that doesn't always happen, believe me. Um, so, you know, I mean, you had a very strong love bond and, and, uh, you know, he knows that you're obviously in tremendous grief and what better way to let you know that he's still alive, you know, than, than coming to you in a vivid dream. So you have to take some comfort in that. Do you? Oh, oh it's the only comfort I've been getting is, yeah, knowing yeah. that he can't, yes, yeah, it's Kathy, been total comfort. Did you, Kathy, did you... um I know you remember the dream so clearly. Did you perhaps also write it down, write down some of the details? Yeah, maybe I will. I remember a lot. Yeah, do that. Please, please do that because, it, it, you know, it will stay fresh in your mind. But being able to reread it and recapture the feeling you had when you had yeah. that is so important. And... He'll know you're reading it and speak his name when you read it to yourself. Use his name. And it, I, I, I truly believe it just keeps them closer to us. Oh, wow. Okay. And I know what most of me dream means. It was beautiful. He, it was two days before the hospital. He had gone into a coma before. And I, I said, no, he's coming out of it. We got him out of it. Eight months of rehab. He was doing great. He was home for two and a half months. Three months, and then um, anyway, so they, I kept thinking he's going to come out of this coma too. The hospital was afraid to tell me there was no brain activity Aww. this time, and so two nights before they told me I dreamt like he was young again, about twenty-two, he was forty-seven when he passed, and he was in a pool. He had red shorts on. He was in a pool like we used to have a huge pool, play volleyball or basketball net in it when he was younger, and he was doing that, and he was laughing. He was beautiful he was happy and um you know so i think he came to me then to let me know he's okay yeah and 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 they usually will come to you um you know appearing you know when they felt the best about themselves you know and so he was happy and 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 joyful and, and and that's the way he he wanted to you to remember him so um you know that's great and you know Rest assured that, I mean, it, it, obviously this just happened, but I think that you'll be getting, you know, many, many different si- different types of signs and communications as as time goes on, uh, and 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 as you're doing, you just treasure them and latch onto them when you get them, and reflect back upon these things, you know, when you when your your grief gets to be overwhelming. You know, and, and as you're yeah. describing the dream, like it, you know. You, the detail that you describe makes it sound like it was pretty vivid mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. remember all those details. I mean, personally, when I wake up at, from a dream, I barely remember what the dream was about, but you remembering the color of his shorts and the blue water and all that is an indication yeah. that it was an actual visitation. So he, yes. he was there with you and uh, yeah. it's a beautiful thing when it happens. Kathy, yeah, will you tell I, so, us? Will you tell us your dear ahead. son's name? 
It it was we called him Drew. It was Andrew. Uh, oh, beautiful. So they called him Andrew when he was younger, and then the kids in about grade eight, seven switched it to Drew. <laughs> so they just stuck. So we called him Drew. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that story about Yeah, him. and thanks for having the, the courage to call, and uh, yeah. we wish you um, well. Um, and we're so sorry. Thank you so much. I keep trying to figure out your group. Figure, I couldn't even figure out how to get on the radio. But I'm here 100% with you guys. I learned a lot, and I watched some of your videos, and it gave me a lot of comfort, a lot of okay. comfort. Okay. Well, great. We appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you be, so well, be well, Kathy. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you, all of you, too. Also, thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, always, always tough to hear, but that's, the nature of the, of the work that we do, right? That was um, a beautiful. No, it never gets easier. No. To, no. I always, my heart always breaks for everybody that when the stories get told. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see. We have. Um, what is it like on the other side? Do they experience weather, rain, snow, on or sunny days and such? Um, it's a legitimate question. Um, we can't sell for sure, but we know from a lot of reports that are given by near-death experiences, they report, um, you know, like the brightest light that impossible. You know, it's like the brightest sun, but it doesn't hurt their eyes. And mm-hmm. there are landscapes, and I, I don't never really any hear, heard any descriptions about rain or snow or that kind of stuff. But I think it's as we always say, um, you're an entity of, of thought. An energy on the other side and you can manifest things so if you really enjoyed playing in the snow you can you can make it snow you know in in, yeah. in, in that world so um i don't think it's subject to the physical weather patterns and laws that we have it's a different dimension uh but yet people usually describe these magnificent kind of you know landscapes there which is kind of something to look forward to you know yeah, and colors, colors like we can't even imagine, and music yeah. that's indescribable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also I've read uh, some accounts that you, as you said, you can manifest. So oh, I wanted to live in a big house on the beach, and you manifest that that's where I am now. You, you kind of make it up in your mind, and I know. Um, Melissa, one of her favorite things is a rainy, gloomy day. So I could imagine she would be manifesting, sitting, having tea on a porch on a rainy day. Yeah. And then people will be coming up to you in the afterlife saying, Melissa, what what is this? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You're raining on my parade. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be a little crass. I don't usually speak this way, but I certainly recall Fran always saying, I just want to sit on my fat ass on the beach. Right, right. <laughs> so that's where I picture Fran. Yeah, well, it could be. Maybe that's where she is. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I would like to know if our loved ones that cross to the other side can be spirit guides for their own family, or is it only for unrelated people? Or perhaps being a spirit guide takes a long process that may not happen while the close relatives are still on earth. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Um, Well, again, I think that all the the things that you suggest, 
you know, I think can happen. I don't, I don't see any reason why. I mean, look, our, our loved ones on the other side stay attached to us and they're interested in our, in our lives. So whether you want to call them a spirit guide or just, a, you know, a loving part of our family, I mean, they're going to, they're going to remain a part of your life, you know, but you can easily call them a spirit guide. And, but it, and it's also possible that, as you suggested, that it, it is a long process uh, for an actual spirit guide, that maybe it's an accumulation of many lifetimes and it's somebody that's more enlightened than, than others. Um, but I think that spirit guides can be within your own family. What, what you have a... It's funny, yeah, that's interesting you bring this up because I had been reading an article and I'm trying to (laughs) enlarge the print here, but I can't really see it. It was actually a medium that I'm not familiar with who had shared answers to these kinds of questions on a website. And the question somebody said, can humans become guardian angels, especially for children? And this medium, her response was, well, not technically angels. Humans that have transitioned can become a guardian or a spirit guide for them. They don't become angels. Angels are a high vibrational being that does does not incarnate into a physical body. And a physical body doesn't become an angel. However, all humans already have guardian angels that guide and support them throughout their evolution. So that didn't exactly answer this question necessarily, but if other people were curious, that might um, give them a little bit of comfort knowing that. Mm. And and if anybody says, well, where the heck did Melissa get that from? I'll be ready with the answer. Okay. (laughs) I... um... A question. I had a medium reading, and almost the whole time the medium had her eyes closed. Any explanation for this? Um, well, I I know that when I'm trying to really focus on something, I have a tendency to close my eyes because you're shutting out all the chatter, you know, when you're and you're trying to focus internally as you know not subject to the environment so i could see doing now from the foundation's perspective you know we don't really like to see that like in a, when they're doing like a, a, de- a demonstration or a group session because it's it sometimes people find it um a little um disturbing for some reason you know that they should be able to read with their eyes open but i could see why they do it what do you think I agree. I'm also thinking that many, many mediums do phone readings these days, not on Zoom, just a no, phone reading. So nobody would know. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. And then, of course, they get their messages. Uh, you know, one of our uh, mediums, Laura Lynn, talks about seeing a little movie in her head. And so, you know, if you close your eyes, you can see the movie better, I suppose. Not the dust on the uh, lampshade. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't close her eyes, but I can certainly see it. In fact, Melissa has told me that sometimes when I'm deep in conversation and trying to make a point that I'm thinking about that I'll be talking and my eyes will be closed. And and, and I go like this and he doesn't even <laughs> open them. And I say no, and, <laughs> which is why I probably keep doing it. So maybe, maybe he just doesn't want to talk to you at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <Think>. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, yeah, I thought about that because, you know, sometimes when I, even when I'm trying to, uh, when I used to try to do these intuitive exercises, these psychic, you know, like card guessing and stuff, I would, I'd always, you know, close my eyes, you know, to try to like send the, didn't work, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, but I think a lot of people do that. So I, I don't think it's so unusual. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Let's see. Um. So what are you what are your thoughts on certain smells appearing out of nowhere smelling like our loved ones but at times I may not be directly thinking of them at that moment also waking up in the middle of the night always around 3 a.m. feeling as if she is next to me why are some days much harder than others as far as grieving well there's a bunch of things there but as far as um smells appearing out of nowhere yeah yeah, you know, and like Tom was mentioning before about um, we're always asking for signs, you know, but sometimes you have to give them them a sign. I mean, just you may not be – it works both ways. And here, picking up the smell of your loved one, even when you're not thinking about them, that's just them saying hello. I mean, you you weren't expecting them to come, but they're taking the initiative. Um, so it doesn't matter that you weren't thinking of them. I think it helps more signs come when you are thinking of them, but that doesn't mean that they won't come if you don't. Um, I thought the other thing that she said was waking up in the middle of the night, always around 3, 3 a.m. Um, it was interesting because we've read that time and time again. People report that in the, in that hour of 3 to 4 a.m. is when most of these dream visitations occur and and not only dream visitations but other communications and signs you know like you know apparitions and so forth so you've heard that too right mm-hmm. oh absolutely in fact uh i was uh, having a reading with a medium and uh, my grandfather came through and he talked about well you you get up in the middle of the night and i mean from the skeptic point of view, yeah, I'm I'm of a certain age where, of course, I get up during the night. But yeah, but the, he said, "Well, that's your grandfather." He says he will he will wakes you up in the night. So, <laughs> you know, take that where you will. But on the other end, I uh, Melissa and I took a uh, a little class seminar in mediumship, and the. Uh, uh, the woman who was running the show all of a sudden says, well, we need two volunteers. And one woman put her hand to, and, and then I didn't somehow and, and saying, okay, what, what's the first thing that, you know, you comes into your mind when you look at her. Uh, and I, I, all I could at the moment, I just smelled orange, like a like a cleaning fluid. And I we were in a hotel at the time, and I figured, oh, they must be cleaning the rooms or something. And I and I looked around the room. I said, wow, does everybody smell that? That's pretty strong. It's a a, a, a citrusy smell. And the the woman who was uh, running the class said, well, what does that mean to you? And I said, well, citrus. I think of Florida oranges and. And the woman who was sitting in the chair says, I just came back from Florida. 
So that's the extent of my mediumship career. I, I, I haven't gotten up the nerve to go into medium certification process yet. But, but that is, and, and when you say is smell, are smells, yeah, that's one of the clairs. There's a whole list of clairs, whether you can see or you can hear or you can smell. Uh, Lloyd Auerbach has a great story about a pilot friend of his who, uh, when he passed away, uh, he visited his friends wherever in the vehicles that they were in, and every last one of them smelled cigar smoke, and the guy was a cigar smoker. So, yeah, if yeah. you smell the cologne of your loved one or the perfume, yeah, that's that's probably them. And I think that's a, a, for us in the physical form, because when we were talking before what it's like on the other side and the beautiful sights you see and the colors and the music we didn't talk about smells no but i don't think anybody i don't know bob you've had more familiar familiarity familiarity with people who have ndes do they ever speak about smelling something well yeah but as you mentioned before um the 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 senses are all um intense and very often intermingled so they might smell color you know they might smell the color red wow. you know so, so um uh, you know uh the physical senses we hear they're all separated i think there that they're kind of all together that's why the experience there is so intense compared to this physical world isn't there something on the f- I've heard about this, that it's a psychological condition, an anomaly, where there are people who do smell colors. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's synesthesia. You know, I mean, we've, we've had a, a synesthetes, as they're called, uh, occasionally on the show, and, and they talk about that. Um, people can't understand it, but there's just something, as you mentioned, it could be um, the result of of the wiring, you know, in the brain, or it could be something else. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, they do the the same. They they can taste music, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's just imagine that, you know. I mean, it's so. And I always thought it was fascinating because that's the same thing that near death experiences describe. So maybe that they're they're practicing for the. Right. <laughs> they, where they have a jump on the rest of us for what it's going to be like after this, you know. Wow. Yeah, and I I can smell music sometimes because some music really stinks. Yeah, <laughs> I set you up beautifully for that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, my daughter passed um, at age thirty-seven from an accidental overdose. Uh, my question is: When a person passed unexpectedly, what kind of reentry into spirit into spirit world do they have? Also, now that time has passed, you know, what are they up to? Um, so, you know, I mean, she passed from an accident, which is no different than passing from an illness. Um, and their entry or re-entry, as you describe it, into the spirit world is no different than anybody else. I mean, it's, we imagine that um, where they wind up is, is, commensurate with the life that they lived here i mean so they're going to be with like-minded people i mean if 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 um you know if she was a person with a a big heart and 
warm and empathetic and compassionate and loving. She'll be with like people. You know, if, if somebody that wasn't, you know, would be in a kind of a a different sphere, you want to call it. So um, I don't think that there's any um, stigma if that's what, you know, you're thinking about because it was an overdose, it was an accident, and it's the same as anything else. I mean, as far as the other question, now that they passed, what are they up to? Well, we touched on that a little bit before. I guess, in short, anything that they want to be up to, you know, yeah. they're up to because they have none of the constraints that we have with the uh, physical body. Yeah, and I was struck with the term, if they pass unexpectedly. Well, it's unexpected to us. But it's not unexpected right. to their life cycle. That's when they were going to pass. And, you know, if they weren't passing from an illness, as you said, then some freak accident will take them. But if it's their time, if their number is up, they're gone. Right. Hey, let's take another caller. We have um, Jamil. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi um, welcome to Signs of Life. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking my call. I really so appreciate your work and the the conversations are always so um, comforting and and inspiring. And your dedication to this work is is just so uh, appreciated. I really appreciate you all. Um, and I um, yeah, I really do. I attended the. Uh, the foundation, the Forever Family Foundation grief retreat. The last one in Connecticut was Fran. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was very, very powerful, very, very special. And I am, um, uh, it gave me a lot of courage to go deeper into the grieving process and help me appreciate other people because I had done the whole process on my own. And, at this stage, now we're turning the clock in February will be 14 years. And, um, you know, there's really, uh, it, it, it's such a long, it can be for me, it, it has been for me, but for many, you know, it, it, it's a process that has so many evolutionary landmarks, if you will. And I really appreciated the comment just before I came on about how, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And um, one of the things, that's been helping me a lot is understanding the big gears going on. And I've been working with astrology uh, a lot of late and my mother, uh, who, who I've, um, uh, been predominantly uh, processing the grief with for the last 13, almost 14 years. She was a multiple near death experiencer, uh, Juliet Nightingale. And she was, uh, prepared me well for um, knowing that she was going to be fine, that um, she had longed to return to the light. There was never, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was dinner talk. Okay. She wanted to go back and, you know, that was going to happen and she was looking forward to it. So I, I never had any concern about her, her destination, and closer to her 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 departure, um, she was very clear. She was going to uh, transform into a light body, and she wanted to stay close in this time to help humanity make good decisions, is how she said it, that she was very um, 
very concerned about our direction and that she felt very conflicted with her body being sick all the time and all these limitations and she just really wanted to to plug in on a higher note and and I totally believed her I had you know absolutely no reason to to doubt her um at this stage in our relationship we had we'd gone a lot of miles in these sort of conversations and um she was very uh, famous for manipulating lights she always uh in her body she would link lights and blow lights out like she always messed with lights and they say that you know near-death experiencers have this this uh relationship with electricity that's hypercharged and and i my mother had that when she was incarnate so i fully um was not surprised at the uh, at the initial signs being very dominant lights blinking awning offing very comforting very comforting because the thing about her departure that we we that that really was not clear in the picture was okay yeah you're going to be great but that I was going to be left here without her. <laughs> uh, that yeah. part we we didn't really cover <laughs> so well. So that was really uh, that was really hard. So I um I, I I can't tell you how grateful I am that I was able to um be really fully cognizant and open to her light, her light dance and many dreams and, and never question her presence with me. And it really opened me to the reality uh, my, in my reality of opening to a new relationship with her and just letting us move multidimensionally into another plane of relationship that, she would be in another form, on another vibration, in another uh, transcendent state, and it would be an invitation to me to grow myself and to um, open to other realms. And um, and of course, I want to be close to her. So it was like all the inspiration I needed to um, to really. You know, taking that opportunity as as difficult, especially in the beginning, as it was. So, um, what is happening right now, which is really, um, uh, I'm at this stage in in my grieving process. I'm coming out finally, 14 years, and I'm really ready to start moving into sharing more, integrating the things that I've learned. I'm preparing a whole new way of, of actually, you know, joining the human family again after feeling like I've been in this sort of cocoon for a long time. And so the light, I just, this, the last, I just want to share this um, experience that's happening right now. And it's very connected to this phase we're in as turning the corner in another comment that you made earlier about not very important not to let there being away hold me back well um easier said than done but right now i'm really jumping off now i really get it it's time to go in and live and um so what my mom has has gifted me that i want to share with all of you and is that i um this is the second year i've had a christmas tree and I'll, never mind going down that road about the, the beauty of this 
new tradition that, I don't know if you call it a tradition after two years, but this year I really put my whole heart in it and have been taking great care and um, the, the, the decorations and just giving it a whole meaning of my own, but I don't have any stories of past. I never had religion. I never had a tree. I'm just giving it my own special meaning. And I've had these, I have these little white lights that have little tiny batteries and I hung them on the tree. Um, and I, because they're little tiny batteries, the lights in all the other places I've used them go off after about three hours. And so I've been turning them on. I was turning them on and turning them off, you know, when I would sit and meditate with the tree. Well, then my housemate gave me this string of lights that's got a bigger battery. And I thought, oh, cool. So three, uh, two weeks ago, after the solstice, I turned the lights on, the little batteries, and I said, okay, well, I'll let them burn out. And when they burn out, then I'll just take them off and restring with this, you know, other light option. Well, they're still on. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, we're not surprised. I mean, uh, I, I, we have to run. But listen, it's clear that your mother was an enlightened soul and a teacher while she was in body and out of body. And she prepared you uh, very well. Um, uh, you know, to, to get through this. I mean, you've come to a tremendous understanding. And of course, the light um, has been discussed, you know, for thousands of years. It's the predominant force, you know, it seems in this universe. But um, I, I thank you so much for, for calling and good to talk to you again. That was um, beautiful. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll see you again at another retreat. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for listening. Okay. Thank you for being here. Okay. Thank you, Jimmy. You too. Take care. Take care. All right. Good let's, night. Let's, uh, good night. Um, let's quickly go to uh, Suzanne from Alabama. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. Hi. I'm, um, thank you for taking my call. I was actually the one that sent the email about the dancer on the cake and the rock. Oh, Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. You read that, that so nicely, but um, uh, my question is: um, we, you know, we have dreams, and um, I see orbs often. But I've recently started feeling like a weight on my back um, periodically, like just here in the three a.m. hour, or just randomly through the day. Um, can our loved ones, after they pass over? Are they able to physically um, let us know that they're there by um, by possibly hugging us and like putting that weight to where we you know actually feel like physically like the weight you know on my back so to speak yeah. and it feels like he's hugging me yeah absolutely yeah, um, definitely yeah and and sometimes people even have these reports of like their loved one. Um, sitting on the bed um and then afterwards they see an indentation on the bed uh you know but um i don't have time to go into it but i I had a similar story of touch you know where where my deceased wife you know you know grabbed my thumb you know um um in in an unusual way so um yeah i mean you're, you're not alone and don't think this is unusual um we receive you know uh not only do we receive but people have been reporting you know 
as all the other, you know, physical, you know, senses, you know, of smell and, you know, touch is certainly one of them. And uh, so that's your the way of your loved one um, saying hello, you know, and, 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 and making it physical. They're entities of energy and they can manipulate energy. And this is a good time to mention when you do get something like that and you're not even sure, but boy, did that, it felt yeah. like his hand was a month back. Thank them for it. Yes. Say, yes, oh, that is that you? Oh, thank you for coming. Let them know that you're getting the signs. Yeah. It's one thing to get signs, but it's another thing. To know. It's like when you mail a letter and you, you send somebody a check for their birthday and you never hear back from them. I mean, they're at home, they're spending that money and they're having a great time. But you're sitting at home going, "Gee, I wonder if that'll even got to them." Let them know it got to them. Let them know I, I felt that you. was you, and I love that that was you, and 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 that'll encourage them. So how did how did you feel when when you got the touch? I mean, how did that? Um, I did. I did exactly what you you guys just said. Um, I thank him for, you know, showing me or or letting me feel his presence because that's what I think it is, too. But I know other people will be like, okay. But um, but, share it with the right people. Or keep it to yourself. You know, enjoy it. (laughs) Right, right. Yes, and we do. Thank you so much. Okay, well, thank you. And thanks, thanks for calling in, Suzanne. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye bye. Take, right, take care. Let's see, we um, and we only have a couple of minutes left. Let's see if we have uh, another one here. Um, I, I've been wondering if there have been any experiences where the soul of an unborn child comes through in a dream visitation, and what age would they show themselves as? Um, would that yeah. be? A- child that doesn't have actually then make it into the physical world like a, yeah an unborn child so um like but the unborn child still has a soul so um yeah. yeah i mean they can come through in, in in a visitation and they can appear as anything that they want <laughs> you know that that they in fact yes i've been to many readings where they say well you have uh three children you go no i have two children well i i see a third children child here and she, oh well i had had a miscarriage yeah so they do come through yeah. and i also have heard uh, mediums t- tell somebody who had had a miscarriage that the the child's whole purpose was just to have been wanted and that's that fulfilled its its need yeah all right. Well, we've pretty much reached the end of our time. Uh, why don't we read our global peace prayer um, in honor of uh, Claude Swanson, uh, who wrote this. Uh, he says, let us as one consciousness give our energy of loving thought by praying like this, to love one another, to treat others as we would like to be treated, to forgive others and return love for hate, kindness for anger, to spread this feeling to everyone, to our fellow man as well as the earth and its environment. And now it's time to say our loved ones are only a heartbeat away. And science is going to prove it. Well, thank everybody for joining us tonight. We'll see you next time and um, have a uh, wonderful new year or the, or the best that you can. <laughs> uh, a healthy one for sure. Take care. We'll see you next time. Good night. Night. night.